Welcome to the Form Guide, inspiring conversations about mental health and well-being. This week we're chatting to Alex Partridge, Partnerships Director at Wagestream and former Olympic rower. We're going to be talking about all things well-being and financial wellness. So, Alex Partridge, welcome to the Form Guide, my friend. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good. Um, very happy to be here. Lovely, uh, awesome morning. Been my, done done my uh, morning salutations and walked around uh, the fields and uh, got my caffeine for today. So yeah, no, I'm good. I'm really good. Fantastic. Well, good to see you. And uh, it's a beautiful day out there. So I'm hoping all of our listeners are getting out there and enjoying uh, some beautiful nature today. Um, good morning, Hurrah. Good morning, Marlene on the live. Good to see you there. So uh, our musical intro from the genre of 70s funk, Alex, was For the Love of Money by the OJs. And I selected that one for our discussion today on financial wellness, of course. Are you a 70s funk man? Yeah, love it. Love a bit of funk, love a bit of soul, love a bit of uh, all of that. So yeah, I love it. Brilliant, brilliant. So we're going to talk a little bit about your personal story. We're going to talk a little bit about financial wellness. Um, but first of all, the question that I always like to ask, and that question is, how are you today with the, the score out of 10? So as you can see, seven out of 10 for me today, still up and down with the challenges of long COVID. I had a fantastic weekend. We had a form score offsite at uh, my friend's hotel called Birch um, within a family weekend, but it was really active which meant the start of this week, I was just experiencing that drain of energy and just feeling rubbish from long COVID, but slowly coming back to uh, back to kind of normal speed now. But how about you? What's your score today? Uh, I'm going to say it's um, a five, um, yep. j- just because I'm on a kind of a rebuild phase in myself. Um, I had a, a really difficult time. I was very, very ill last week. Uh, no, not one, yeah, the week before. Uh, and I've been struggling for... For, for, for a couple of months now um but yeah like I'm, I'm back in the rebuild stage so like I'm doing stuff to help myself get in the best possible place and today I woke up and I'm I would say I'm a five five slash six okay good well thank you for sharing and thank you for being being so open and um, you know also I'm, I'm pleased we can have this discussion and you're in a, a good place to do so um hoping we can help that form score solidify it a, a six for you as, as we go on today um what would a perfect 10 day look like for you, Alex, if such a thing even exists? Perfect then. Uh, it's going to start with me uh, waking up uh, just as the sun is rising. Doesn't really matter, winter or summer. Getting a wetsuit on and I'm in the surf as the sun is rising. It's it's three to four foot or between two and four foot. So not you know nothing too crazy. Uh, I'm out in the surf. Um, for a good hour and a bit then I come in grab my coffee grab my uh, my green my green juice um, and then you know I either if I'm on holiday can spend the rest of the day you know in that wetsuit with the kids in the surf uh, or you know back to the desk and just kind of crank through some great interactions with people I think that's the biggest thing for me like really making sure that I'm not just sat at a, at a screen, but like meeting people, discussing, you know, the challenges that people have around well-being and, and, and financial well-being and, and the, kind of how they're trying to, you know, face those challenges. Uh, a good hearty lunch um, of, um, 
you know, whatever. Uh, and then um, if in Cornwall, probably a pasty. And uh, and then um, and then you know, a bit more work or a bit more play with the, the the family. And then and then again, end of the day. You know, six thirty, uh, seven o'clock, head out, get that last sort of hour and a half of surf, and that's my perfect day. That's a ten. Yeah, fantastic. And, and, and lots, of, lots of lots of lots of lots of interaction with people, hugs and love from the family. Yeah, and what I love about that, Alex, is it's perfectly achievable. That isn't it? That that day, you know, can and will happen in your in your future. You know, the ocean, family, hearty, healthy food, uh, and and good connections with people who who inspire you. So, yeah, I love I love an attainable ten. Yeah, that's brilliant. And and my day would have certainly some of those elements in, particularly um, starting by getting in the ocean, um, and you know, kind of connection with people who are doing inspiring things uh, as well as family for sure um great um, so thanks for sharing that so we're gonna do the quick fire round and i haven't asked you to uh to prepare for this but we're going to ask you a series of questions if mental health were a what would it be so alex if mental health were an animal what comes to mind for you uh i'm gonna say it's an elephant okay Why the um elephant? i'm gonna say an elephant because it's robust uh, it's strong. It has a clear path. Um, nothing gets in its way. Uh, when it does, the the herd comes together um, and and looks after you know the kind of the the, the less strong. Um, um, but it, you know it it always can follow that same clear path. And I think with you know positive mental you know well being is it it really is you know it's it's a variable but it's a clear path you just need to keep doing a lot of the same things i love that yeah and i love that image which is very true of the elephant of looking after the the weaker or those that might be struggling and i like this idea of supporting each other which is definitely at the essence of what form score is all about for sure um great answer if mental health were a color what would it be for you uh well, uh it's going to be two it's going to be blue it's going to be the blue of the sea and it's going to be the orange of the the sunrise and the sunset um i think just because those are the things that make me happy um and so if i think about you know a positive mental image that's always what i go to Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about Inside Out a bit later, but the, the branding colours of Inside Out are orange and blue to represent the, the, the sunrise and the blue sky. So, um, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, if mental health were a food, Alex, what would it be? Uh, I think right now it'd be uh, aioli pasta, just because it's plain, it's simple. You can get it done quickly. Uh, you can cook it in one pan, one pot. Um uh and it's just really good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's got yeah. cheese it's got onions it's got garlic what else do you need pasta yeah. I, like, I like that gives you energy um comforting um and, and yeah, easy warm. to put together yeah brilliant yeah. so if i tell for a song or a piece of music what springs to mind there oh tough one that that's a really tough one um Oh, that's a really tough one. Mental health was a song. Uh, there's a song, which I think is a wonderful song, um, uh, called La Onde by, uh, I think it's, um, you have to give me a second here. Uh, 
yeah. on the by uh, Ludovico in in Audi in Audi okay. yeah. I E I N A U D I. Yeah. Um, and it's a sort of classical piece on the piano, and when I was so it's going to be that and um, um, and the and the kind of that that opening tune to Gladiator. So the, there's the two songs when when I was rowing and I was you know seriously stressed before we would race you know a lot of people would talk about like listening to kind of you know like rap music and stuff that's going to get them up and and actually you know you're you're afraid you're really afraid at that a lot of those times yeah um and or you you know you're in that fight or flight you want to fight you want to or you want to run away you want to be anywhere else and i would listen to these two pieces of music because it would stir in that me that the emotion of the moment and the clarity of, of what I had to do and allowed me to not focus on all the other craziness that was going on around me, but the kind of simple steps and process that I needed to follow, like right in front of me. And it would just take me into the kind of process and the movements and be able to visualize that space. And if I did that, then, then I was in the best possible place to kind of perform, you know, in, in my head. Love that. Yeah, I love that. The power of music to calm and get us into a focused state. Um, yeah. You know, often we think of music as geeing us up before a performance or an event, but sometimes we need to bring ourselves into the into that flow state, right? And I think classical music is super powerful for doing that. So I don't know that piece of music, but I'm going to uh, um, make sure I get a listen afterwards. That sure. or the uh, you know the opening like bars to Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yes, oh, I do. Don't, yeah. don't, don't. everyone knows it yeah that's a great one Uh, brilliant so if uh mental health were a holiday destination where would it be for you um well so uh, i love the mountains um and i would go anywhere that where there's you know mountains and 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 lakes i mean i think i i still have a unfinished business with mont blanc um i want to get to the top of that but that's a beautiful you know chamonix and that whole whole part of the world yeah and then i guess you know like it's pretty simple but um i just love the north coast of cornwall uh you know that whole if there's swell and you know the weather's warm there's probably nowhere else better to go and then I guess, you know, the, the coast of Pembrokeshire. So, yeah, any of those kind of places, really simple, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, fabulous. I love it. Um, one more for you. If mental health were a sound, what comes to mind? Oh. Silence. Silence. Yeah, I love it. Why? Uh, because I mean, for me, the world is full of pings and notifications and ding, ding, ding and vibrations. And you very rarely get pure silence and, um, what, you know, most of the time you're just trying to actually get away from all of that noise, um, and when you just have pure silence, and it's really difficult to get because there's always noise somewhere, I think that you can slow down and really just get in touch with yourself. And um, yeah, so silence. Yeah, fabulous. I love it. So I'm going to try and um, 
I'm gonna try and put that together for for us. So if we can picture this scene, um, <laughs> we're, we're we're at a ski chalet, um, and we've we've cycled up to this ski chalet, and I, I can't remember the name of the car. It might be called a Seren, um, but you can see Mont Blanc in the distance, um, and we're sitting um, outside this this chalet. It's a beautiful morning, and we're watching the the sunrise come up um, and and seeing that blue and orange glow that that we get from the sunrise, and yeah, down in the valley, we can see a herd of elephants. You know, bear with me on this. You know, we don't see many elephants in the Alps, but we can today. And yeah. they, they're, they're kind of, you know, they're surrounding, you know, some of the smaller elephants who are lagging behind and they're giving them that, that support. Um, for breakfast, strangely, we're having pasta. You know, we feel like that we've deserved it after that ride up the mountain just at dawn. Um, and you know we can we can hear the opening bars to that Jimi Hendrix tune that you mentioned, um, and we've been listening to that classical piece as we crested the coal. Um, but then everything just calms, and as the sun finally crests up, we just enjoy a very very comfortable silence whilst overlooking um, Mont Blanc. What do you reckon? I think that sounds pretty cool. I mean, there's elephants in in uh, Chamonix, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with eating pasta after a you know 170k ride yeah. in the morning. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Well, I like that scene. And again, you know, aside from the elephants, uh, eminently achievable. So maybe one day we'll be there. Um, so look, um, you um, are an Olympian. You've competed in the Olympics and the World Championships in rowing. What what? Can you give us an insight into what it's like uh, to, to be an elite athlete and competing at that level, Alex? Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, it, it is really, it's incredibly focused. It's, um, it's very, very focused. It's a, it's a unique environment. <clears throat> you know, the fact is that, you know, everyone around you is highly motivated towards one simple singular goal right which is to win you know to win the olympics uh, yeah. or do the best you possibly can at the olympics um so you've got this unique simple simple goal that you're all aiming towards um and and you know it 95 of what you need to achieve it is already there and so what you're trying to find in that four year cycle when you're training, you know, 35 to 50 hours a week, um, you know, you're away from your family or, you know, friends for 160 odd days of the year on training camps at altitude and all kind of, so you're just trying to find that, that, that last five, 5%. And that's like right on the edge of, you know, achieving that or, or you know, pulling over. Yeah. Um, uh, and you're doing that and, and, it, and it's just this incredible journey. It's, it's, it's an absolutely incredible journey that's in, brutally painful, but shared amongst amazing people, kindred spirits who go through that same pain, you know, with you together. Um, so that's, it, it's incredible in that way, but then also like, it's incredibly devastating when it finishes yeah. because you, you know, the, the emptiest feeling in the world that you have is when you stand there on the podium and you know, you're not going to compete anymore. And, uh, or even if you don't stand on the podium, but you're finished because that, 
that journey that's so tough but so rewarding and so simple um is over and then it's kind of this massive void of you know what's next but anyway it's tough it's hard but it's it's incredibly amazing yeah um it's really interesting isn't it searching for that kind of those marginal gains that five percent because everybody's great at that level and it's how do you find the the little extra bit um which yeah stands out the champion from the the almost champion right um i often talk about the elite athlete and the way um you know the elite athlete manages recovery because obviously in those 50 hours of training or 35 hours of training whatever you mention you know you're stressing the body you're stressing the physiology to um to improve but then you recover to allow that improvement to happen and i have to talk about the corporate athlete where we tend to just push ourselves from one stressful event to the other with limited breaks in the day working through weekends and limited recovery um how important do you think um recovery is in the corporate workplace and, and what lessons can we learn from the elite athletes in how to manage recovery I mean, this is the thing that I've always found crazy, right? I found it so crazy. I, it's the most confusing thing for me in the world. Um, I finished rowing. You know, you even have it with students and uh, people, you know, who say they're great academics and stuff like that. They're like, I worked all day and all night. You know, I just didn't stop. You know, I worked through the weekend. I've done another all-nighter, you know. And I've tried to do these things. And I can tell you for free, like I was totally unproductive mm-hmm. after, I don't know, at five, six o'clock. Yeah. Um, most of the time you're getting coffee, <laughs> you know, you're going for a coffee break and you're not, you know, you're not, you're not performing in the kind of moments that you need to perform. And, you know, to, to achieve in, in it, as a professional athlete, you have to stress the body, Right. You know, uh, to to you 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 training is about stress, 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 recovery, stress, 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 recovery, stress, 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 and then recovery super compensates. So you, your 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 performance level goes from here down 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 to up here, yeah. But you can't get there without recovering along the way because yeah. you just and 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 I, and the recovery is, you know, we used to say that recovery is the fourth session of the day it's just as important as any other bit of training that you do and so for us it was about maximizing recovery for me it was about running back to the room hydrating eating my nutrition as quickly within that 20 minute window getting my feet up on the bed you know if you're not sitting if you're not standing sit down if you're not sitting down lie down if you're not if you're lying down be asleep yeah. you know it's that same the age old, the age old adage that was in the forces and it's the same with with, with rowing and it's like if you're not doing that then are you you know actively recovering in a hydro pool are you seeing a physiotherapist are you getting a sports massage are you getting the right food into you i mean our whole life was just focused around recovery and then you go to work and it's like let's all sit at a desk and uh we're gonna sit here from nine you can have a lunch break and then we're gonna finish it you know at five six thirty but let's let's show off to see who can be the last person to leave their desk and all that kind of stuff I, everyone's getting better at it, but and I would definitely say that WageStream is very, very good at allowing people the flexibility, empowering people to kind of work how they want to work and the times that work for them. Yeah. But, you know, you still get these beasts, these kind of huge monolithic enterprise beasts that just churn out these people who are burnt out, yeah. you know, 
very quickly. Yep. Sorry, I've rambled on. No, no, it's all, it's all good stuff, and I, and, I, and I agree. And I, you know, I, I love the way the elite athlete would periodize their training, you know, three weeks on or whatever, and then a, a week that is much lighter to allow that recovery to, to, to set home and that super compensation. And I think, you know, if we, we can look at period, periodizing our, our effort levels in the workplace, I think, you know, we've got a busy period coming up, then let's take a week where it's a more of a recovery week where we can think a bit more, take more downtime and, and you know, that would really mitigate against burnout. So I, I, I love the idea of bringing some of those lessons from the elite athlete. Um, how important was managing mental well-being for you um, in terms of overall performance when you were competing? I mean, we looked at it from a different perspective. Uh, we looked at it from mental resilience, uh, mental preparation, um, and um, in, you know the, the reality is is that a lot of mental well-being is around purpose. You know, understanding your purpose in life and the values that you would have as an individual within what you do. And your purpose when you're as an elite athlete is very clear. It's very, very easy. So it, it it's not that hard to focus on positive mental health. I mean, I think mental resilience and the toughness to be able to deal with the pressure and perform, you know, when you need to perform, I think that is a is 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 a huge challenge. And that's why you train the way you train to put yourself under those stresses to be able to be ready to perform in those situations in terms of mental health we didn't focus on it so much when i was in the team uh but because we focused very hard on performance um and you know i would i would i say that i was mentally unwell when i was rowing i would say no i would say i was mentally very strong i was very very focused i was very intense mm. would i say that i really struggled with my mental health post rowing hundred percent because my purpose, my identity and everything, you know, around that was gone. Um, mental health in, in sport. I mean, that, that's kind of where I sit right now. Um, and I think that the problem that, that the world, that the sporting world is having is they're trying to, the, the, they're blurring the lines between mental health and, and mental resilience yeah, and I think they're two they're, they're two different things. I mean, I think to to mental resilience to compete at the elite level that that requires you know a lot of training and competition stress to to give you the mindset and you know co psychological coaching um, to to be able to handle that pressure. But I think mental well being in terms of making sure that we're you know connected with people that bring us joy that we're um, you know doing things. Um, that give us purpose, which you'll often get from the sport itself for sure. Um, that we're, um, you know, that we're having a you know as much of a balanced life as we can, as well as well as competing. I think you know keep us in a good place, don't they? And I think there's probably more of a move in sport to make sure there's that rounded experience as well as the 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 deep stress that we need to do to, to perform at our best. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and I, you know, I was always very good at making sure that I had other stuff going on outside of sport. You know, I focused on my MBA and the business school. Yeah. I tried to I do mentoring programs and, um, you know, I always kept a very busy, active life outside of, of, of the sport. Um, 
And I think that's what people need to do in work. You know, I think that people become consumed in their identities around just what they do professionally. But I think it's important that people, you know, have those other interests and hobbies because at the end of the day, work could stop like that. Yeah. You know, it could be gone. You know, you could get unwell, uh, not be able to do your job. You could lose your job. The company could go under, you know, but it'll go. But life goes on. And it's, it's important for you to understand, you know, who you are outside of your work and actually bring that person to work because that's your best person. That's who you truly are. Um, yeah. And I think we're getting there. I think we're getting yeah, there. Yeah, I love that. And I think the pandemic has uh, enabled us all to be more of ourselves in many, many environments because we've seen that, you know, we've seen our living rooms, we've seen our bedrooms, you know, yeah. we've seen our, our children come in on Zoom calls. Um, and, and, and I think that is a trend that I hope that authenticity will, will continue. Um, we've also seen the, 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 the fantastic win from Emma Raducanu in the US Open, which is a great sporting achievement. We also saw Emma withdraw from Wimbledon and, and what looked like to have you know, kind of performance anxiety or certainly physical breathing difficulties. Do you think sometimes we need to take that kind of step back um, as, as a human that is looking to perform well in order to move forward? It would certainly seem that, that Emma's experienced that in, in recent months. Yeah, I mean, 100%, you know, the reality is, is that both occasions, I think she wasn't expecting, you know, she went through the qualifiers, didn't she? Yeah. <clears throat> and she wasn't expecting to be where she was. Um, I think there's a degree of like, the innocence of the first time, you know, it's like both occasions. So the lack of expectation, like when I was, yeah, so so I'll, I'll break that down in a second. But um and I also think that it is the right thing when you are completely overwhelmed, particularly at that age and that fragility in your life. It's far better to be in control of your own decision-making process and you know, take that step out yourself because you decided than rather have it dictated to you. Because when it's dictated to you, when you decide, you know, I made that decision and therefore I could make another decision next time I get to that point. You know, I can consciously choose and that's what life is about, should be about. Um, whereas when it's dictated to you and it's taken away from you and that control is taken away from you, when you face it next time, you really don't know, you know how you can choose and can control it. Hmm. So I think that, you know, and uh, I think that, um, that, that she did a great thing to do that. I think she had great advice, whoever was in her camp, to help her go through that process. I think that the other thing is, is when you're young, and I remember, you know, when I was uh, leading up to the Athens Olympics, like particularly when you're 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 talented and you're good, you know, a lot of things are just like benefits on top of each other. You know, you're not ex you, you have zero expectations. So life is just like one amazing thing after the other, and you don't have this face this kind of great challenge. Uh, and so come out with this amazing result, right? So like I got selected for the Olympics in Athens and it was just amazing. I was with Matthew Pinson, Sir Matthew Pinson, James Cracknell, all these great people that I had been my idols when I was writing stuff like that. Um, but I had no expectation. And so it was, it was, it is a lot easier. The, the challenge comes when one, you face a, a massive hurdle and, a, a, you know, a, um, like I did with my, my major injury in 2004, just before the Athens Olympics. But two, when you have to go at it again, because then the expectation is you have that expectation within yourself yeah. 
Um, and and then you have and, and 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 there's only one way to go. Yeah, I think this is re it's really fascinating. And again, I love to try and draw the parallels to to the corporate world that which we're we're both sort of representing uh, and working in. And yeah, that idea of being able to feel psychologically safe enough to say I need to step out, I'm approaching burnout or whatever it might be, and feel able to say I need a break here, I need to step back for a little bit so I can come back stronger. Um, but I think there's another bit that you've just been talking about there, which is enjoy the process and, and try to remove some of the expectations on the outcome. You know, we're fixated on results and outcome, whereas actually enjoying the process of, of what we do from a work perspective can then enable us to get into that kind of flow state. Um, and I'm probably overreaching a little bit, but I, th I still think we can definitely draw some some lessons there from uh, from what we see in the sporting world. Um, we, you've kindly agreed to be on the 2021 Inside Out leaderboard. We're getting pretty excited over at Inside Out on that. We're about to publish that in um, October the 7th, um, where we're going to have a, 100 role models, allies and emerging leaders all putting their name to, to the leaderboard to help smash the stigma. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your kind of personal journey? You alluded to it kind of post, um, you know, post competing where um, your, your mental health was challenged. Can you just share a little bit about that, Alex? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I would say that my mental health is, is constantly challenged um, because, um, you know, it, you know, it's something that you have to constantly work on. Uh, and if anyone says that, that, that they're not challenged by it, then I, I, I would say that they're lying. Um, <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a fluid thing, right? That the, the, the yeah. mind and um, the, the soul and the, and the, and the body. But I, yeah, basically I, I had a, a whole world and identity wrapped up in being an athlete, you know, and was very much the cliche story of, I thought I knew everything. I thought I knew who I was. I, I thought I had complete self-awareness. Um, I was the best in the world at what I did. And then it was gone. And then I faced this huge challenge, um, which, which really got worse over time as we built up to the next Olympiad in 2016 of, okay, who am I and what do I do next? And, you know, I went into the corporate world and I worked in, you know, in, in the kind of uh, consulting world. And then I worked in, in finance and, um, I really, really struggled. I really, really struggled with the kind of values and the fulfillment and understand, you know, the fulfillment of just money. Uh, money is really important, by the way. It's super important because you need to feel security and all that kind of stuff. But for me, it was, it was, you know, I just, I just had no idea who I was and what I was trying to do in the world anymore. And, and I suffered a massive meltdown in 2016. Um, um, I was very, and I was trying to, I was trying to pretend, mm. you know, I was trying to give this great facade to the outside world that I was okay. Um, uh, but the reality is the wheels just completely fell off and I kind of, I, and I, and I sought to self-destruct myself, you know, and I, and I nearly, and I, and I pretty much did. Um, so that was the struggle. But then when I went through that process, I got some amazing help and this was kind of, you know, I think 2016 was, really kind of when everybody else was waking up to the importance of 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 mental health and not just mental health but brought the broader well-being agenda and what are the kind of core components of that and you know i'm sure it's been recognized for a long time but it's actually putting it into a really concise package 
And for me, I, I looked at that and I went through this process and I suddenly realized, you know, what's the, what's the key thing to me? What's one of the key things to me? And one of the key things to me is I really love helping my fellow crewmate to succeed or helping my fellow man or woman or person to, to, to be better. And, and so I, I, if I focus on that as my purpose in life, then I'm okay. I'm certainly better than I'm than you know than than without that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I need inputs all the time of okay, you know, how am I helping people? And if I do that, then then I'm generally in a in a pretty good place. Yeah, fantastic. And and yeah, thank you for sharing and and thank you for being on the leaderboard. Um, you're absolutely right. You know, helping others um, is probably an often misunderstood driver of our form or our well-being that actually by doing good for others that gives us a positive boost in our own mental health and well-being um, and having that central to purpose um, is important from a personal perspective I've noticed that my own challenges of depression and bipolar are much diminished since I found that sense of purpose of trying to change the world and help the world be better at mental health in the workplace in the last four years. Um, you, you, your partnerships director at WageStream. Tell us a bit about kind of WageStream and, and what the business does and, and your role there, Alex, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, WageStream, we are the leading uh, financial well-being uh, platform in, 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 uh, in, in the world, well, in the UK, in Europe, uh, and, and, and growing across, across the world. Um, and we help enable and empower people's um, you know, improve their financial health and their financial wellness um, by allowing them uh, tools uh, through an app, um, tools to help improve their financial life, to create awareness of their finances, um, but also to provide them access and power over their own pay. So power over their pay, meaning that um, if they get into financial difficulty or, or or just have unexpected costs to the financial system personal financial system they can access their own personal financial liquidity their their cash flow their money as they've earned it and use that money to you know to solve those problems rather than having to go down the route of this you know debt the debt cycle that people end up into and actually have no idea like what, what the consequences are um you know, we, we're, we're, we're a social purpose business. We want to pro provide fair financial services that give and not take. We want to empower the employer to be the hero for its people. So the employer really is the kind of positive. It already is the main positive influence in someone's financial life because it's yep. paying them. Yep. But how can it, how can it take that to the, you know, can, how can, how can it put that on turbos, you know? <laughs> and that's yeah. what we try to do through technology and, you know, we people got us confused. You know, with like um, uh, because you know we we allow people access to their earnings. That was the first thing that we did. But there's so much you can do once you work with an employer and the employee, and you take away all kind of individual uh, credit ratings, and you 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 look at that individual just as a balanced zero. Yeah. Um, and, and then you can just you can really, really provide amazing financial help to those individuals that need it. I mean, there's 34 million people in the UK that don't have 250 quid in savings. Yeah. Um, so they have no ability to deal with financial shocks to their system. And we're trying to help those people and we're trying to help 
you know, people be more engaged with their longer term finances, their, you know, their ISAs, their pensions, um, and, but just make it really simple, really cool and really interactive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. And, and the, the idea of kind of we're typically paid once we've done a month's worth of work, aren't we? So the, the idea being to be able to access some of your salary as you earn it through the month. Is that right? Yeah, so we, you can access, so you know, we're, we're trying to change people's relationship with money, we're trying to yeah. make a friend of money. So you can access your money as you earn it. You can't access more than you've ever earned. It's back to the old days of I do a day's work, I get a day's cash in my hand. Yeah. You know, but also I really tangibly understand, you know, what am I earning on a daily basis? I tangibly understand and really understand what are my outgoings on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can simplify savings and make savings accessible, savings at the micro level yeah. so that they're just automatically working in the background for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to, to kind of really help, help people financially. And, and the, the, the massive thing about that is that, you know, there is very most financial positive financial influence in people's lives is really expensive. Yeah. And it's, it's available to the people that um, have money. Yeah. But not the people who don't have money. And what we can do is we can make this available to everyone. And financial stress is, is something that is prevalent in everyone's lives and is one of the biggest causes of poor mental health yeah um uh you know poor well-being um and 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 just by making you know just simply just allowing someone to access their earnings as they earn them it empowers them the choice yeah they have the choice and control over what they do with their money and suddenly you know that changes their lives dramatically yeah, I love it. Um, and I love this idea of you kind of... Vi- no, don't, don't be sorry. It's, 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 it's really interesting. Um, and I, I love this idea of being able to visualise, you know, you know in, 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 in more real time, you know, your outgoings and, and what's coming in, what you've earned, you know, in that period of time and, and what you're spending. Um, and and what, you've, you've kind of answered it, but why is financial wellness so important? And I guess especially during, you know, these challenging times for many. Why is it uh, so important? I mean, look, the problem isn't getting better. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the disparity between uh, the, you know, the, the 1% of wealth, which is like nearly 90% of all the wealth and, and the rest of the world, the, the gap is growing. So, you know, it, it's not getting easier for society. You know, the, in the UK, almost every household outside of their mortgage has 15,000 pounds worth of debt. Um, you know, on average, it's, it's a problem that's just not going away. Um, and, and you can't solve that problem by just looking at the individual. Um, so how do you, how do you solve that problem? Well, how do you, you know, if you can, if you can work with employers to help, they can't just pay you more, right? Employers can't just keep paying people more, you know, the, um, so how do you make the most of the money that people have? Yeah. And that's the, that's the problem that we're trying to solve. So that's why it's important. How can we make more of what we've got? And if you can, you make, look that you can, you can change that statement to pretty much any problem that we're facing at the moment in society. You know, you can change that to a, how can we make more of what we got? You can change that to an environmental question. You can yeah. change that to a political question. You can change that to a, 
you know, um, a diversity and inclusion question. You can, you know, but how do we make more out of what we got? And if we can do that, we can solve that problem, then we can do, you know, some great things. Yeah, absolutely. That's good to hear. And and look, I know this is a big question and we wouldn't have the time for you to um, to answer it fully. And there's the whole kind of solution and app you've got around this. But what would be a few top tips in, in managing you know, your financial wellness? What, what can what practically what can people do to uh, to to attain better financial wellness? I think that you know, the biggest thing is really understand. Uh, so really understand what is your income on a daily basis and what are your outgoings on a daily basis? Like have a really, really clear picture. If I asked you right now, what's your income today? What do you earn on a daily basis? I mean, you don't have to tell me, but would you be able to tell me straight away? Yeah, it would require a bit of working out. I don't have that number in my head for sure. Hardly anybody knows it, right? So then how do you know what you can go and spend today? Yeah. Do you know what all your direct debits are? Do you know, you know, what all, make a, you know, so understand what is your income today? Yeah. What is your income this month, this week, and daily basis? And then also understand what are all the outgoings you have in your life? Yeah. And break those down to a daily basis. Yeah. And then what's left over, guess what, is your disposable income. And that's really what's available to you. And then also you should be saving a third of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would just say, like, really understand what you earn on a daily basis, what you spend on a daily basis, put a third of what you earn that's disposable into savings um, and set some goals, you know, set some financial goals, you know, yeah. don't, you know, save for the long term, but also save for the short term, save for your holidays, you know, save yeah. for the presents and all that kind of stuff. Don't put it on credit. Um uh, and just get rid of the things that you don't need in your life financially. Yeah, I think that's a good one Simplify as well. Simplify your think, life. <laughs> yeah, I think you can do an audit of things that you've subscriptions and direct debits that, that you're not even using. You know, I, I still know I've got a spare satellite box uh, up in the bedroom that never gets used. You know, um, exactly. and and why am I paying for that? I need to cancel it. So maybe that's my my little mission today, based on this conversation. Um, but I think from what I'm hearing, it's it's just don't ignore it, get into it and, and get greater literacy of your own finances is is a good place to start. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you you know, why do you need a satellite box? How many do you have Prime? Do you have Netflix? Do you have a smart TV? Then you yeah. don't need satellite anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, how many subscriptions do you need? Yeah, yeah, too true. No, but the, the reality is, is that there's a there's a massive opportunity in the financial well-being space to kind of turn it on its head you know banks have been the boss you know the dictators for a long time you know we get paid on a monthly basis not for our financial health but but to be able to get money in deposit accounts in the bank right yeah we can change that um we can smooth out people's income we can smooth out the outgoings um and get back to a way where people have more control of their money in their pocket rather than out of their pocket and out of yeah. their control yeah, fantastic. Um, well, I think, you know, that's a, a really good place uh, to, to leave this fantastic discussion. I've got one more question for you, Alex, and this um, could, could be a, a, broad, a broader one or it could be on financial wellness, but what would be your one well-being golden nugget, the one bit of wisdom you're prepared to, uh, to share on managing your well-being proactively? I would say if you're not okay, it's okay to not be okay, but reach out, reach out to anyone and start that conversation. Um, yeah. Don't wait. 
don't hide um, because it'll get worse. So reach out to someone, it can be anyone, um, and and just get help of, 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 of a professional, get help of a professional. Yeah. I love that. Um, definitely dear to dear to my own mission. You know, if we're not okay, it's okay to be that way, but we need to seek help. So please do reach out and talk. Um, Alex, thank you so much. So this is the form guide, inspiring conversations about mental health and well-being. Next guest, we've got uh, Celia, founder and CEO of Psycaps and the uh, EQ gamified solution. So I'm delighted to to have a chat with Celia next. But Alex, in the meantime, thank you so much. You've been a fantastic guest. Thanks, Rob.